Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, a podcast about video games, technology and anything else we can think of. As always, I am Nick, and after the terror of the short solo episode of last week, I'm very happy to say I'm joined by someone else this week. He was, in fact, the very first uh, guest we ever had on this podcast. He's an amazing life coach, and he's also now a incredibly successful podcaster. I'm joined Ooh. once again by Robin Bates. Hello, Nick. Uh, thanks for having me. I need to correct you, though, because Dapper was actually your first guest. She picked yeah. me to the post. Oh! I don't even know the law of my own podcast. <laughs> this is... Because yeah, Brad asked me on, and then, and then you got... He's like, do you oh, want yeah! To be our, do you want to be our first guest? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd love to. And then, and then Dapper yeah. just snuck that coveted prize away from mm, me. I, but, I, uh, well, I'm sorry to both Dapper and to you and to listeners. Before, <laughs> you, before you come knocking with pitchforks at my house, you should know that was like six months ago, so... <laughs> It was. It was a long time ago, back before the world changed. Yeah, back before we were all rosy-cheeked, lovely people thinking, oh, the world's a pretty good place. No, no. Before the dark times. Um, so, so here we are to celebrate those yeah. times wholeheartedly. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna to pull the world up, the two of us, with some video game news, what we've been up to, and who knows. Hooray. Yeah, um, so we'll start off with what I've been up to this week. Um, I've had a, I've had a pretty good week. I've had a, a fun yet productive week. As I was saying to Robin, I in the last kind of week and a half, I've somehow written like nine thousand words worth of essays, which is nice. Well ahead a, of the game, mate. Yeah, awesome. on a whole range of topics. I, yeah, it's it's been lovely stuff. What's um, been your favourite topic? Oh, I got to do an essay all about cyber warfare. It was. Were you able mm. to draw on the law of the Hooniverse in this? Unfortunately not. But, um, it, well, I, I, I try in a lot of my works to do that. Although I did... Um, oh, well, I'll get into this later. But, yeah, so that was nice. Although when, when an essay is 4,000 words long, you get even if you enjoy the topic, it, kind of, it does get a bit like, oh, by the end of it. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's that pretty happy. Um, I won't... I won't touch on it too much because it's not what the podcast is about, but it was the final of the Formula One season uh, last weekend, uh, uh, when last week's episode released, and oh my god, my heart nearly exploded from, from how tense it was. Just how tense was it? Oh god, yeah. Uh, well, it looked with about 10 laps to go that Hamilton was going to take the title mm-hmm. uh, from like the jaws of defeat. He didn't in the end, but uh, it was very tense. So, yeah, I'm pretty happy. Um... Listeners will know, and I'm, I'm not sure if Robin's watching this, given that he is a Doctor Who fan, that the uh, current Doctor Who spin-off class, uh, it finished today. Uh, I've seen the final episode. I'm not going to spoil it, because I don't like to do that. And the episode has literally been available to watch for only, like, seven hours. So I'm not expecting many people to have watched it. It's just I was up early this morning, and I was like, oh, it's on iPlayer, I'll watch it. But um, <laughs> without ruining it, it's got one of the. It's got a really good twist and a really good setup for if they get a second season. And I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm just going to say anyone that knows the production of this show will know that from kind of the start they said we've got this. We've got one rule about this: that we're, this is something. We're, there's something we're not going to do. And it turns out they've broken that rule. But I am so happy that they did. Uh, See, so yeah, um, if but yeah, Robin, if if you want some Doctor Who in your life, because we've not had one for a year, I would kind of recommend it. Yeah, I've been 
I can't believe this is, it's reached the end of the season and I've not yeah. actually started watching it. To be I, fair, it's, it's been it, on the list. Yeah, it's, it's all sat there. It's all on iPlayer and there's only eight, eight episodes. But right. yeah, it does. It I enjoyed it, but it does sometimes feel like that whole thing of adults trying to write like teenagers. Yeah, and it's like they're trying to use the cool lingo that the kids use. Yeah, and just kind of like almost like kind of over over like I don't know. It almost feels a bit like. I don't want to say so proper, but in places it's very much like relationship problems and teen angst and. Rah. Is, is it a bit Hollyoaks? Yeah, well, I, I think I, I think I I think I referred to it a few weeks back as Doctor Who crossed with Skins. Oh, okay. Yes, I remember you saying like, that. Um, like that kind of thing of like all sort of relationship problems of being a teenager, but then it's like, oh, we'll chuck an alien at you, and so yeah, it's by all no means bad. And as, as I said, given where. The direction it seems to be going. If they get another season, I am all the way in for season two. Um, yeah, <laughs> on to actually. Yeah, so far, <laughs> all across time and space. <laughs> um, right, and on to video games. I've been playing this uh, this little known game. I think most people have forgotten about it called No Man's Sky. The foundation update has landed. Yes, it has. Um, for listeners who don't know, basically, out of nowhere, after like months of genuine silence. Uh, Hello Games came out and said, yeah, we've got the first of our big kind of completely free updates. This one's called the Foundation Update uh, because it's the idea of it's laying the foundations for the game. Uh, I won't go through absolutely everything that they've changed because a lot of it stuff's very minor. But the big thing is they've now introduced base building. So you can land on certain planets in certain places and you can uh, you can build up bases. Uh, you can then get you can then employ people at these bases that will uh, help you unlock uh, new sort of blueprints for crafting and help you find stuff. I have tried it. Like, it's quite difficult to do in the sense that it requires a lot of resources and things. And part of me does kind of think in a game about exploration, this kind of forces you to stay on one planet. So it feels a bit counterintuitive. But well, I, I, well, yeah, that's, but that's that's just me. Like, I think that game has a slight problem of deciding what it wants to be. Does it want to be? Does it want to be space Minecraft or does it want to be a space sim? Yeah. It very much does feel like a foundation of things that are going to come, and yeah. maybe there's going to be more of a setting up a base and then exploring the world yes. close to you, and and there's going to be more stuff there. Yeah. The building's quite fun. It feels like um, space Lego. Yeah, no, that's yeah, because it is the whole thing of yeah, it's like prefab bits. So you just kind of the interface I find is a bit clunky. Mm. The way you have to like cycle through, cycle through things, but yeah. It's getting there. It's it is, getting there. Uh, yeah, I, I, piece, I think it's yeah, really I, 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 th- I think the fact that it's called the foundation update is very telling. Mm-hmm. Like a few kind of, I, I like the few kind of quality of life tweaks they've made. So now, for, um, now whenever you are scanning on a planet, it will tell you what certain resources are. It, it used to previously just say like, like this is a mineral, this is something special, or like mm-hmm. it was very vague. Whereas now it'll it'll say, oh, this is plutonium, this is whatever. So if you're looking for a particular resource, uh, it's far easier to find. Oh my god, and they stack as well now. Well, sort sort yeah. of. <laughs> I I read that and I was like, yes, stacking. We've needed this from day one. And I I how do you? I couldn't get it to do it. How do you do it? Oh, it do- mine just kind of plunked on top of each no, other. No, I, um, I I couldn't get it to do that. Um, but oh. um, but yeah, if it does, well, that is because I think I I explicitly remember I think. 
in the first episode of this podcast after I'd played it, I was like, there needs to be stacking! Because <laughs> especially in the early stages when you have like no infantry space at You've all. like three slots available. And, and it's like, oh, it's filled all with iron. Oh. Great, thanks. So yeah, like, I think, I think a lot of people, myself included, it drew us back in. And I don't know. Like, I still have that problem of, even with the base building, I was like, this just makes me want to play Terraria. Whereas if you build a base, people turn up and they give you stuff. And like, meh. But yeah. I think with the future updates, it feels like, as you say, it's it's a foundation. They're going to yeah. flesh it out. It's going to have more point and purpose to yes. having a base. And and mm. also the freighters as well. Um, yeah. I know. Trading yeah. is going to become more important. Yeah, that was the funny thing. I went to those traders thinking, oh, what's this? What does this do? And then it's like, oh, you have to buy it. And I was like, okay, that's fine. It's like, it'll cost you six million credits. And I was like, oh. It's all right. I'll pass. Thanks. Yep. Uh, but, like, yeah, like I said, like, um, it's, well, it's, it's, like I said, it's made me and a lot of people pick it back up. And it also, I think, I think it'll kind of go in peaks and troughs that as each of these big updates come out, we'll probably all jump back into it for a bit. But, yeah. Um, and then the last thing on my list, there's not really a point, but I've, because I'm now kind of, I'm not so busy as I have been, I've finally been able to sort of get into a bit of Christmas hype. I did some Christmas shopping and I felt quite Christmassy. Aww, how lovely. Well, because, no, because like back of, back, I shouldn't say back in the day because I'm not very old, but a few <laughs> years ago, like when you're quite young, you can get excited for Christmas in like the middle of November or like the middle of October. But if you're really busy, like when you're at uni, you're so busy, it kind of passes you by. And it reached like the end of November, and I'm like, "Oh, I've not done any Christmas shopping. I'd even, I'd forgotten Christmas was a thing." Oh, see, my birthday's on the 23rd of December, so Christmas oh. is, a, is an odd time for me. I, I kind oh. of enjoy it and resent it in equal measures. I, I can uh, imagine. But hey, it could be worse. Yeah, there's far worse times to have birthdays. So yeah. I shall. I've learnt to enjoy it for all the cowardice and frivolity and. <laughs> being drunk at 3pm on a Tuesday oh yeah we should yeah I feel I should point out listeners just uh, for the sake for the sake of Robin maybe turn your podcast device down a bit because he had a bit of a well not I'm not going to say a rough night because you're not hung over but an exciting night last night so he's not he's not feeling great uh, I've actually got a cold <laughs> As the, oh is that what we're call, is that what we're calling it these days a cold no I do have a cold hence the bunged upness and mm. the fact that I am drinking a hot toddy, so I might become increasingly loose-lipped as the podcast goes on. Uh-huh. But I did go and see uh, Molotov Jukebox last night, and that's uh, Natalie Tanner's band, the actress who played Tonks in the Harry Potter movies. Oh. And she's also... You don't watch Game of Thrones, do you? No, um, I do watch Game of Thrones. Oh, How do you? Uh, who was I speaking to recently who doesn't watch Game of Thrones? Oh, anyway, she's Osha. Yes, I think I knew that. So... Yes, you get to see Tonks' boobs in Game of Thrones, <laughs> which was which was a revelation. That's what that's what we're there for. That's <laughs> the cliche. That's the cliche Game of Thrones answer. Yeah, um, screw, screw your overarching plot lines. Here's some tits. But her band is phenomenal. One of that's the best good. live bands around. Molotov Jukebox. Yeah. Highly recommend them. We were dancing, we were drinking, we were sweating. It was yeah. good times for everyone. Really nice uh, crowd, which is unusual at a London mm. gig. 
And well done for perfectly segueing into what you've been up to without me having to really clunkily ask you. Well, being the seasoned podcaster that I am now, I'm able oh, to do so. don't try your luck. <laughs> My mouse button is hover, hovering over the end call button at the moment. <laughs> well, let's let's do that one first, then, and get it out of the way, because we launched our podcast yeah. advent calendar this week. Yes. That's what I've been up to. And do you know what? It turns out recording 24 five-minute podcasts is almost as much work as recording an SM24 yep. full-length full podcast. This is something yep. which you must never do. Because Definitely. it will drive you insane, whilst at the same time beta testing your first online program, which Ooh. I've been doing, which is called Achievement Unlocked, How to Achieve Anything. So we've got a bunch of people going through that and figuring out what they want and how they're going to get it. Well, that's all my professional stuff. What yeah. you really want just, to know is just, just Just before you get into that, for the sake of our listeners, in case they have no idea who you are, what is your podcast about? Oh, yeah, my podcast is uh, Barker and Bates Boot Camp Your Life. Uh, my co-host is uh, ex-British Forces, and I'm a little bit camp, so it's boot camp your life. We're both coaches and therapists, and we tackle uh, a different a different situation, a different aspect of life. So we do procrastination, uh, achievement, what if someone hates you, uh, self-sabotage, things like that. And we just do half an hour, and essentially we shoot the shit and solve a problem to the best of our abilities. Yeah. Um, Unfor- yeah. Unfortunately, I've not had... Um, I've, I've just been so busy, busy. It's on my list of podcasts to listen to. But judging by the sort of topics you're covering, Robin, have you stole my diary or something? Yeah, you seem yeah to- that's exactly what I was hoping for, was to get some leverage out of your listeners by uh, <laughs> by coming on and doing all the topics that you need. Perhaps you should listen to my podcast. I listen to you uh, yeah, every week. Uh, How rude. You, no, talk, you talk all the time about how you sat there with your with all your podcasts. Oh, don't, Jenkins! Don't say it. I feel so bad because, like <laughs> I said before, you're on all my social media, so it pops up all the time, and it's just like yeah, yeah, you're just hovering there in the iTunes charts, all nicely without your input. It's fine. Fine, I'll tell you what. As soon as we finish recording, I will subscribe to the to podcast so it appears on my iPod, and I will send you a picture to prove I've done it. Brilliant. We'll have a review as well, please. Five stars. Thanks very much. Cheers. Well, <laughs> I, I, I can't guarantee it'll be five stars. All right, four and a half. I think I did. I think I actually did listen to the very first episode, and you go on a big tangent about Tamsin Althwaite, don't you? Oh, that's episode two because um, my co-host was uh, a red cap in the arm. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, we did. So <laughs> I, I, have, I have listened to some of it. It you was just ages ago. I, t- I take it all back. Um, no, I, I, it's, it's, I will generally go through, and I think over Christmas when I got some time, I might power through because I genuinely think I, that's probably something I should have been listening to. But anyway, I'm going to stop promoting you now. What yeah, games thanks. have you been playing? Um, well, I've been playing Earthbound because I never played Earthbound back in the day, mm. and it's an unusual little game. Yeah, Earthbound. Um, I'm enjoying it. I found the opening section really difficult. Um, until, but you, you level up at a massive rate mm. for, a, for a SNES RPG it's very forward thinking in terms mm. of giving you the opportunity to sort of auto do battles and if you approach an enemy from the rear FNAR, um, you, get a, <laughs> you get a free hit that sort of thing it feels I, I can see why it's so well loved I think had yeah. I played it back in the day I would hold it in much higher regard than I probably do but I'm enjoying it and my lovely little Wii U is getting some use through me yeah. playing it as well. Um, I've also played through The Bunker, uh, the FMV adventure game. Ooh, uh, I've not heard of this. 
it's it's all FMV. Guy is it's kind of post nuclear type situation. It's set in in England. In it's actually filmed in a, in an underground bunker out Ooh. in Hertfordshire, I think. And uh, yeah, it's just this this very nice. It's just a couple of hours long, story led game. There's not really any puzzles to make. There's a few decisions to make. Um, and I don't know what it is about nuclear this week. I've taken myself back to the 80s when we grew up under the very risk, real risk yeah. of the bombs falling. So I started Fallout 4 and that opening sequence, wow, that gave me a lot of anxiety. Oh dear. It's like, oh God, it's like being a kid again. Like, we, oh. we had to do the, uh, the, you know, it wasn't stop, drop and roll, but it was get under the tables with Duck your hands cover. over your head. Yeah, like brilliant. That's really going to help. <laughs> yeah, as my face yeah. melts off. Thank oh. you yeah, full full Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we grew up near to an RAF camp where apparently oh. a lot of um, uh, Britain's nuclear stockpile was held. So we'd have been one of the first to go. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I think on the site or very near the where my university is uh, was a bunker that was designed as an emergency meeting place for the cabinet if London was ever attacked. But then apparently the Russians then invented some better bomb that made it entirely redundant, <laughs> so it was never used. Brilliant. Oh. Well, forward thinking. Yeah, nice bit of local UK history for any of our international listeners as well. Yeah, a little bit more, actually. Schools of that era were built, you know, you were probably too young, but schools back then were quite cold and sterile. Yeah. Um, they were built to be charnel houses in case the, the bombs did fall. It was places to store the bodies. Nice. Oh, my God. That's why schools had a certain vibe. We came into this being like, let's cheer people up because yeah. 2016's been rubbish. And Well, hey, in that case, let's talk about Tomb Raider, which I started playing yesterday. Hooray! Yes. Yes. Or, well, specifically Rise of the Tomb Raider. I don't want to pick you up yeah. too much. Sorry, Rise of the Tomb Raider, which yes. was like £21 on the PSN store. So I was like, right, I'll have that. How is it really that cheap? Um, they're doing uh, 12 offers of Christmas, so okay. something's getting massively slashed each mm. day, so, you know, expect yeah. Titanfall to be on there tomorrow. Oh, <laughs> we'll, get on, we'll get to that later on. Yeah. Mm. A little bit of foreshadowing. Um, so I, I'm enjoying it. Um, I haven't had much, because you can probably tell from the games I've been playing, I've not been playing too many triple a type titles yeah. i've been playing a lot of indies a lot of smaller a lot of story based games and this it's kind of blown me away a little bit although i got mm. to the first camp and went this is very beautiful it is yeah but it feels very familiar and I was like, is, this, is this not exactly the same way tomb raider opened yeah and it's... and then she kind of comments on that that, 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 was, that was I think I think I, I'm always stealing for myself verbatim but yeah I was in the same thing if I was really cynically being like oh Jesus Christ they've paced the same game and then she's like sitting shivering and she's like oh this is all too real for me yeah, and I was like well that shot that shot me up and, and then as, as I carried on I was like no this is this is identical and then I got to a certain point where you get chased by a certain thing yeah and I went oh I've actually already played this opening sequence when my former housemate had it on the Xbox One. Oh no! <laughs> that's that's why it's so familiar. I've mm. played it up to here. Yeah. Although to be honest, the genuinely the first sequence is quite similar because they do have to do that classic thing of like you got all the abilities at the end of the last game, but we can't have you coming into the new game with all the abilities. So we have to invent a reason. So we have to Metroidvania them away from you. Yes. Yeah. 
But yeah, but yeah, I don't want to talk too much about it because everyone is aware that I spent like an hour and a half talking yeah, about it no, a few weeks ago. That's why I wrote in the notes at the risk of opening a massive can of worms <laughs> Yeah, playing Rise of the Tomb Raider. So we don't turn yeah. this into the Rise of the Tomb Raider show again. Yeah. Have you, did you, have you listened to that episode yet? Or, or, or did you leave it alone having not played it? I left it alone. I was like, let's just skip ahead. <laughs> That's fair. Um, well, yeah, you skip ahead and then realise, oh, I can just hear the ending it's still, music. Still, yeah, it's too much, too much, Lara, too much, yeah, let's, yeah. let's move on. Skip, 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 skip. <laughs> but yeah, not to blow my own trumpet too much, but I I think you'd enjoy it post, post-game. post Yeah, I think so too. I, I enjoy your, your stuff. Hence me being yeah, and, here. And the, yeah, and the guests we had on that week was again another example of me trying not to turn into a gibbering wreck and be really unprofessional because I was working with people I genuinely respect in the industry. Oh, do you know what? I've had that happen quite recently Mm. because we've got Quinns from Shut Up and Sit Down on to talk about board games. And I was just like, hello, Mr. Quinns. Yeah. (laughs) I know exactly how you feel and my listeners will testify to that. Yeah, yeah. No, I've listened to, to, to the one with that lovely lady who you fanboyed yes, the fuck uh, out Kate I did <laughs> I doubt she's listening but hello Kate if you are hello Kate oh I'm fine she, she's made the world's greatest Twitter bot as well oh. um, I want to I raise it it's called um, They Are About You because she started doing this thing every week where she sent out uh, vague just nice tweets being like oh you're really nice and the whole point is they're so vague that they could all be about you and she's invented a Twitter bot that just spurts out these things that are like you should like just really like positive motivational things. Oh. I think as a life coach, you'd quite like yeah, it. Yeah, no, I'm finding it now. Pleasant subtweets. That's yeah, so nice. follow it. Yeah, if you yeah, go back I'm through, it, just make it yourself. Yeah. Anyway, um, we'll move into. I'm not gonna. I don't want to hype up previous guests too much. But yeah, we'll move into uh, the news for this week. Uh, first of all, we commented it on the podcast a few weeks or months ago, but uh, No Man's Sky was actually being investigated in the UK. Uh, by the Advertising Standards Authority, uh, uh, specifically on Steam, because it was argued that trailers and screenshots on Steam were not reflective of the final game, and as such, that would be false advertising, and (gasps) false advertising is illegal. However, uh, they have actually been cleared uh, by the Advertising Standards Authority of any wrongdoing, so they're not going to be fined or prosecuted or anything. It It was felt that I th- it's something I on the lines of. They've had enough of a slap in by everyone already. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that if that if that uh, impacted it. But yeah, they basically said, well, it's understood that sort of trailers and things are giving are about giving an idea of a game and not necessarily exactly what will be in the game. So sort of some discrepancy can be expected. Yeah, and that like it did it did stick to fundamental ideas of like the general uh, the planetary generation and things like that, mm-hmm. which is nice because. I think they. Do. I think they deserve a bit of a respite yeah. after after all they've been through. I think that, uh, if anybody's feeling generous, send Hello Games a nice packet of biscuits. They could yeah, they probably won't reply because they're still like digging their way out of a hole. But. <laughs> but but they need feeding whilst they're in the hole. They could maybe fill it with Sean Murray's tears, and they could <laughs> swim to the surface. That's a that's a deep cut. <laughs> And I'm, I'm thinking, the time he's been away, you could probably construct a rudimentary ladder out of his beard. <laughs> I, I do remember seeing a tweet that's always stuck with me that's, that was like, captioned game development in four pictures, and it was just four pictures of Sean Murray with a progressively longer beard. <laughs> oh, poor uh, Sean Murray. I know. I'm you sure just want to give him a hug. 
I'm sure he's really upset with all those houses he's been able to buy. <laughs> oh, I I, I, yeah, I can't. I, I assume he's made money out of this, but I don't know. Well, one would hope so. Uh, so yeah. At some point, you know, they've sold a bunch of games. It's not gone entirely to plan. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people, including Sony and uh, and the magazine industry and. and Magazines. Listen to me. I come back in the 1980s with my school. Uh, (laughs) Hey, I got a story for you, boy. (laughs) Yeah, the the gaming media, darling. um, No, yes, I do. um, You know, it it got hyped beyond all. We've talked about this enough, I'm sure. We yeah, I think every podcast in the world has talked about it enough. Poor Um, lambs. I just want to give them a nice cup of tea and a biscuit and say it'll be all right. Yeah. Hey, Sean Murray, if you need some life coaching. Yeah, and then, hey, Sean Murray, when you've recovered consistently, if you want to just chat about games, I'm your man. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, Sean Murray, come on here. We we actually quite like you, despite being yes. me being mean. <laughs> your, yeah, your beard game is on point. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, next bit of news is some film news. I'm bringing it up because, uh, well, the scenario surrounding this is incredibly confusing and I want to explain it. And also, I like this. Um, basically, a poster was released or the new film uh, called uh, the new film Alien Covenant, uh, and well, the the, uh, the the original post the first poster came out. It's really cool. It's literally just a picture of like the xenomorph and like its funny mouth and just the word "run," <laughs> which I think is a great poster, proving that minimalism is the way to go. Mm. But no, a new picture has come out that implies that the space jockey, which anyone that knows their Alien films mm. will know, is something that was kind of seen in for about ten seconds in the first film. And sort of everyone's really excited about it, but no one, no one has really ever known what it is. Um, so that's really cool. Um, I'm excited for that film. But the reason I want to bring it up is because the way the Alien franchise is going is getting really confusing. Because, and I will try and make this as simple as possible, Alien Covenant is actually a sequel to Prometheus, which is a prequel to the original Alien films. However, there is also in development a film that's currently just called Alien 5, uh, that's being directed by Neil Blomkamp, that will actually have Sigourney Weaver in it. It's just really confusing because this film was going to be called Prometheus 2, I think, and then they decided to call it Alien. But, because yeah, Prometheus... Would be... say it had mixed opinions of it? it it's funny. I, I, I was in that camp for ages that, like, it wasn't a bad film, and then I went back and watched it again, and I, I really enjoy it. Like, I... I there's always something in that film that made me feel uncomfortable. For ages, mm. I never worked out what it was. And then apparently, um, part of that, part of its audio is done in is backwards, mm. and it, to, to, to design to like confuse your brain. And I genuinely think it's stuff like that that makes me feel really uncomfortable watching that <laughs> film. I mean, it's it's nonsense, but it's fun nonsense. Yeah, and there's a lot of gaping holes in it, but. If you can and al- just enjoy it. Yeah, and also, it. Ga- also gaping holes in chest cavities as well. Yeah. <laughs> How lovely. <laughs> How festive. Yeah. And someone getting their stomach stapled back together. Oh, that seems fun, though. That seems fun also <laughs> because, oh yeah, I've just had my um, abdomen torn open, but I could start running straight yeah, away. I'm just going to have a lovely long run. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, do not, do not attempt any of those things. <laughs> no, I've got, I've got a stapler here. We can try it. Oh. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, yeah, next on the list is the uh, the Game Awards happened a few uh, a couple of days ago. I, uh, I I wasn't watching it. I wasn't even where it's happening. And obviously, because it happens in in the states, it was occurring at like middle of the night hour time. 
Um, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of footage came out. What what we will do is in the show notes we'll we'll attach an article that gives you a breakdown of like all the trailers and all the games released. Um, but one one thing I think is that um, on Twitter at least, judging by the sort of people I follow, is that people are, people don't like the game was an idea. They feel it's um it's the guy that presents it, Jeff Keighley. It's really just like him and his mates. Yeah, and like they don't really kind of they don't do that much stuff for in for uh, they don't really focus on indie stuff. So like. I think so. I think like Uncharted Four got best story. I think, and it beat out more indie games like Firewatch that I've not personally played, but I know people are raving about. People kind of said this isn't, it's not being very representative. And going on past that, someone worked out like that. If you look at the people there, they're so predominantly white male. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's, like, it's very much the the rich white male game show. Yeah. And like you can say, okay, the games industry in general is that problem has that problem, but not to the extent that the game awards have that problem. Yeah, like it, it could do. It is what it is, and if you accept it as being like it's kind of the the AAA game show, yeah, um, rather than being representative of the industry of, as a whole, which yes mm. does have a massive diversity problem within it. Yes, but if you can accept it for what it is, there is some juicy tidbits of of info mm. that came out and we're seeing yeah. more I think we're starting to see more and more uh, sort of clips and teasers and, and bits of info are ending up yeah. there I think it's only growing so hopefully in future mm. years they'll take heed of that it might yes. just be Jeff and his drinking buddies yeah I do I like. I think the speech was a little excessive but I think it was nice that Kojima got his, got his award mm. um, because for anyone that doesn't know last year uh, director of Metal Gear Solid Five, Hideo Kojima was up. Well, was was going to be there and was up, up for awards, but was banned by Konami to yeah, go, so couldn't pick it up. So, but there this year, yeah, but this year because he's now separate from Konami, he's working with Sony. He was able to turn up, and they kind of they gave him a nice moment, which I think is good. Mm. Um, I'm going to slightly hand the reins over to you, Robin, for these next couple of bits of news because I sense you know a bit more about them than me. Oh, this is uh, these have all come out of the Game Awards, but there's some new Zelda Breath of the Wild yes. footage, actual gameplay, and mm. the more we see of it, the more it's a proper in-depth game. Because you know Zelda's always been relatively simple. There's not been crafting and recipes and weapons breaking and that kind of stuff yeah. going on. They really, I think we all realised quite a long time ago that they've taken a, a massive. Uh, Skyrim step forwards, yes, and that's just becoming more and more apparent. But the, mm. the enemies are intelligent. That's what surprised me. If you watch that clip that uh, that's going to be in the show notes, yes, well, uh, I myself am watching it at the moment, so I can give you some <laughs> live feedback as Robin talks. Uh, one of the enemies is dodging the attacks quite well, and mm. people go, "Oh, this isn't working." They're like, "No, you're going to have to mix it up." And you kill the enemy, and you take its weapon. And you're like, oh, it's kind of yeah. dual handling. It's it's a big shake up of Zelda in in a lot of ways, and yeah. hopefully it's going to reinvigorate it because it does mm. feel like a lot of Nintendo franchises feels a little bit stale. Yeah, I'm kind of glad you bring that up because I've heard a couple of people say like, oh, all this footage is making me think Breath of the Wild doesn't feel like a Zelda game anymore. But it's like. The game industry seemingly can't win because if it, if it keeps making the same game over and over again, people say, oh, these aren't innovating, they're not changing anything. Mm. And then when they try and do anything different, people go, oh, we didn't want different. You've ruined it. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, Come what? On. This is a, this is a Zelda game. This yeah. isn't exactly the same template as Ocarina of Time. Yeah, it? yes, but, but it's like, like I think people have done statistics and looked at the Mario series, and the sort of the games that stick out the most from the core formula, which are mainly kind of Sunshine and Galaxy, sold the worst. Yeah, only the two D Despite... Mario games sell well. Yes. And you can argue, you can argue the same thing with Sonic to a lesser extent, but that, but that's purely because as soon as Sonic went 3D, the world imploded. <laughs> Sonic Generations was quite good. Yeah, I think people say Generations and Colors was good, mm. and then, everything um, else has been dire. Yeah, although a lot, there's a lot of hope for that Sonic Mania game. No, not buying it. Really? <laughs> no, not buying the hope until I'm not getting suckered into the Sonic cycle again. There's only <laughs> there's only misery and distress at the end of it, and until they prove I, otherwise, I'm not I'm not falling I for can, it. I can feel the pain in your voices. <laughs> yeah, well, just, just just I'm just, I'm gonna stop uh, watching this video so like I told you. But yeah, it doesn't very it looks well. Yeah, not like Zelda, but in a good way. Mm. And, and to be honest, like I've never I've never played Skyrim. I know terrible thing. I might pick it up sometime. But the idea of like. A Skyrim esque game, but with nice uh, sort of uh, Zelda cell shaded visuals and that side of Nintendo polish mm. does intrigue me. And you can see from it when you watch it properly, and I think they talk about it in the clip, is that there's no, there's not a big kind of beacon saying you have to go this way. Yeah, there's a lot of visual cues built into the environment. Um, yeah, that you pick up on is that it kind of it funnels you without actually funneling you. And yeah, you can which go I, off and explore and try different things out. Mm. Which I think, yeah, that, that is that is a major thing that I think games are becoming more and more guilty of. So, like people and people to cycle about something you're playing, people have moaned about the most recent Tomb Raider games. They're the whole thing of, oh, because she's got like eagle vision now, there's no exploration involved. You just mm-hmm. go made to be, and that's that's true. But people that say that ruins the game. You can turn it off. Yeah, don't do it. You, you can turn it off very, very easily. It's not hidden. It's just in the options menu. So I don't think it's quite wrong to say that ruins the game because if it's, if it's not something you like, turn it off. You say that, but it, it's really difficult to to not use a crutch when it's made available. Like, yes. Um, like I felt I haven't played the actual game, but what was the last Assassin's Creed in London? Uh, Syndicate. Syndicate. I didn't play it because I went to the Assassin's Creed uh, experience and got to try the demo and just went, he's got a Batman-style grappling hook. uh, My favourite part of this game is climbing the building. It's... it's, I know, that is is what a lot of people say. And I will admit, I haven't played that much non-Syndicate Assassin's Creed. I've only... I've played uh, Black Flag and Unity as well. Mm. And And I looked into the development and they said... The reason they had to do that was that by by the time the time period they were in, all all sorts of buildings, like little houses and things, were getting bigger. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I first read that and I was like, "Oh, that sounds like a bit of a stupid excuse." But then, just for argument's sake, I decided I played it for a bit and just refused to use the grappling <laughs> hook. And climbing felt so tedious because everything was so tall. Like, oh, I kind of get the impression that's. That's a feature they were like trying to push off for as long as possible. Yeah, and yet then it, it, it just reached a point where I don't know. But yeah, because it's funny. I'm, I'm part of me is very tempted to pick up that new, uh, that new uh, Assassin's Creed Ezio collection because mm. people always say that trilogy is the is oh, the peak, peak of the game. They are, for, yeah. But it's a lot of people have said like, 
you've got to be aware, and especially for people that have only played the newer games, that like it's you you realise how far the games have come yeah, mechanically. Yeah. Like like even though those earlier games have a better story, I can imagine getting frustrated by some clunky. Uh, it's very much a drip feed of getting your abilities. He's just a guy to start with. Yeah. Um, which yeah, which is something other games abandoned. I think people always malign uh, Black Flag for this, where en- Edward Kenway is literally just a guy. He steals someone's assassin's robes, and it's like, oh, he's an assassin now. Hooray! Let's stop Hooray, that was easy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's essentially, there's about a 12-hour tutorial on Assassin's mm. Creed 2. And then you go, why can't I climb this building? Why can't I climb this building? What? Oh, it's finally given me the ability to let me climb this building. Thank you very much. Yeah. So that, that might be a sort of game of, like, give it six months if I see it cheap pre-owned. Because, like, if that goes down to, like, 20, 30 quid, you've got to think, that is still three games. Yeah. Like, it's going to be a very good value. Don't play them so. back-to-back. You'll be sick of it. That's I made that yeah. mistake. And then try to play, um, which is going to lead on nicely into the next piece. Um, oh! Uh, Dishonored by Arcane. Yeah, yeah. And I just I just, I just can't do this anymore. Um, um, I can't be sneaky. I can't be stealthy. I can't be stabbing people. I need to go and blow up some spaceships or something. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Arcane, also yeah. at the Game Awards, uh, some footage of Prey has been released. And mm. oh my God. Admittedly, I was devastated that, you know, the the last one that got canned, it was uh, where you were a bounty hunter in space and it looked really good and then it got pulled. They've made a Metroidvania, a first-person Metroidvania game where you can turn into a cop. What? <laughs> You you get alien abilities, and you can you can become anything. So there's there's an example okay. in that video that I think you're watching now, where they need to get through this tiny gap in um in in like a ticket booth window type thing, and there's a mug on the side. So he uses his powers to turn into a mug. And then just hops through through the gap. I'm, I'm currently yeah, I'm currently looking at the moment. I just had to skip over like five hours of Jeff Keeley talking. Yeah. But yeah, shut up, Jeff. Let's see the games. And there's one bit where you get sort of arcane. It, it's very it's, it is a very much by it arcane. It's got the same kind of skill it, wheel. Yeah. And, um, mm, it looks it's very it's very pretty, yeah. and I haven't played it, but I've been watching quite a bit of Dishonored Two gameplay. And that's another game that's kind of like. I almost want to buy it. It's getting to that point because, like, I'm I'm in that fu- I'm in a funny situation of stealth. Of I hate like insta fail stealth. Yeah, you have to stealth. That's your only option. I don't like that because it makes me far too stressed. But like, and I know Dishonored Two is fundamentally a stealth game, but I think compared to the first game, they've been slightly more flexible. Where like you, oh god, <laughs> he's turned into a cop. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> That's absurd. But yeah, I think with this game, there's a bit more flexibility. Yeah, and I think they could... kind of almost want you to play Dishonored 2 as kind of like, on your first run through, be as violent as you like. Yeah, just maybe the odd stealth. it up with a pointy stick and see what happens. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, there are so many games that like I'm kind of like, I kind of would want to get that, but then games are expensive. <laughs> you watch the rest of that clip. They also um, morph into a grenade to... <laughs> So that the enemies would... run away, then use like a psychic blast to launch themselves up to a platform, and then that's... lob an actual grenade at the enemy. It just looks, it looks great. Yeah, that certainly certainly sounds very a very diverse game. <laughs> I bet I, that's going to be perfect 
for like, if it comes out for like YouTubers where you can have people doing like a cup only run. Yeah, I, I just can't <laughs> wait to be a cup or a pen. <laughs> yeah, that's all I've ever dreamed of, Nick. Just... Would it, wouldn't it be really cool if they made it really diverse of like you turn into a pen and then like the final boss picks up the pen, <laughs> so you're just sitting in his pocket for ages, and at the last moment you just turn back into a man and kill him. Yeah, he's signing the death warrants <laughs> with with your nib. Ugh. Yeah, he he's signing the document to like let him rule the world, and just as he's finishing his signature, you're like blur. Turn around and stab just... him in the eye with, with your oh. own pen. Oh, the poetic justice! Oh wow, that's I'm looking forward to it even more now. If if that game is not like that, there's going to be a riot. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm writing a strongly worded email to Arcane right now, demanding that that be the ending. <laughs> <laughs> so, so so sorry in advance if you spoil that <laughs> fun fact fun fact Robin as a joke was trying to uh, make the sound of him tapping and he just put an, a load of gibberish into the show notes I've deleted it <laughs> I know I know I just thought the listeners should get to peek behind the curtain oh, it's dusty um, but yeah yeah very dusty yeah don't look behind that if you're under 18 <laughs> but yeah um we'll move into kind of a topic discussion of sorts we have for this week that again i'm in- indebted to robin because yeah you had read something talking about how sort of the kind of big triple a games this year aren't selling too well mm. like i don't I don't think this year's cod has done that well titanfall's um, completely died on its ass so expect to yeah, see titanfall, that in the psn sale moment yeah titanfall has peaked and troughed quite badly uh, watch dogs 2 hasn't really done the numbers no, but then I, I will say, I think, is it getting to the point where if you're slapping Ubisoft on the front of the game, that's going to dent sales? Yeah, and, and I think everyone was burnt by Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs 1, is, is yeah. Is the brand tainted? Mm, like a, I do have that's a... a lot of sequelitis going on, and people just... There doesn't seem to be as much advertising, as much hype build-up around these things. Like I remember the London Underground being plastered with Halo 3 and the... Um, the, the IMAX was completely wrapped in a Halo yeah. 3 banner. We just don't seem to see that kind of thing to the yeah, same extent like, anymore. No, and like it's a, it's yeah, I know what you mean. It was, it was a silly it was a silly thing of like yeah, you just don't see as much advertising. I can't remember seeing. I was I think I was watching telly with my parents or something, and I saw one advert. I think it was Uncharted Four. I was like, oh my god, unmute it, unmute it, and I was like raptured by this. And like they couldn't care. But I was like, you don't see games advertised. Well. Yeah, it, it's a bit weird. For such but a yeah, I, big industry, where where's, the, where's yeah. the marketing budget going? I also I also think part of this problem is that I'm not saying this is a bad thing that like indie games have almost stopped being indie in mm. the traditional sense and they're gaining traction and that's where so the games bulk like of my gaming hours have gone this year. And I think for a lot of people, so like I know it didn't come out in 2016, but I was playing it in 2016. And if I was doing a game of the year list, Life is Strange definitely on there mm-hmm. without a da- without a shadow of a doubt. And it's like, so yeah, it's kind of like I think people are going, well, I can play generic shooter number five hundred and eleven, or I can play, or I can play Undertale. Um, yeah, or I can play Undertale. I can play Life is Strange. Sure, it's going to be rough around the edges, but that's part. Of oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this game's making me cry. This game's making me want to punch a wall. Like, oh, I never thought games could do that. Like. It's, it's almost indie games are doing the sort of thing that AAA games always wanted to do so like mm. sparking the whole debate of is video games art yeah and, and, and things about diversity and inclusivity and, mm. and yeah, having more disabled characters in in certain yes. roles and mm. and so on I know that the only um, 
character in a wheelchair I could find back in the day for you on Twitter was um, Bentley out of um, oh, Sly Raccoon. I, yes, I will thank you for that though because that got into the article I wrote about it. Yes, get in. <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, and that, that is available online. You can find it. Um, I actually wrote it up on a website that isn't my own. So yeah, fun with that. I'll, I'll find a link to that if I remember. And and you've got really wacky stuff going on, like really deeply disturbing stuff going on yes. in some of these games. Mm. And there's, um, have you played uh, the Beginner's Guide? Oh, I've heard of that. I don't think I've played it though. That was one of those things that seemed to be like exploding on Twitter for a week, and everyone was playing it, and I never quite understood what it was. It's it's just, it's it's a walking simulator with a few little puzzles in there, but it's essentially it's a okay. journey through an archive of games that somebody else has created and the narrator is narrating his interpretation of these okay. games and what they mean and almost his friend's sort of descent into into madness as he's creating these games. Oh, wow. It's, it's really interesting and there's no game to it, really, apart from flicking a, yeah. a few switches. But we're not, we're not going to see that on a disc in game. No. No, if you if you walk into game like, they might as well just. This is the worst joke I've ever made. Uh, spell game with three A's, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Zing! <laughs> I will be at the London Comedy Store within the month. I look forward to it. That, well, depends on how bad their access is. I imagine it's not great. <laughs> I'm having to do this to this uh, gig outside because I can't actually get into the building. Uh, sorry, we wandered off topic, but yeah. I see. I think it's a. I think there is starting to be a bit of a disenfranchi- dis- yeah, disenfranchisement with kind of the big, the big games, and I almost think it's getting to a point where it's more surprising for someone to go, "Oh, this big AAA game is actually really good." Yeah. Than it than it is for yeah than it used to be. And I think, and also the way, the way we all use media and and have mm. those conversations has shifted again. Um, oh I've, yeah, I've I, I've flown my old man flag about that many a time. So th- those conversations that we're having, in the nature of, of the world has taken has taken a turn, and we're all kind of looking for for things to yeah. grumble about rather than things to celebrate. So mm. like the, that's what the, that's why as, as cheesy as it sounds, like the right video game in the right context can put a smile on your face, yeah. and sometimes that's all you need. Yeah, that's why I shan't be playing Fallout 4 this evening. Ooh. Zing. <laughs> but I shall be playing Tomb Raider because it's got that the adventure and the excitement and the daring day and running around and survival and bears and raw yes. and, and crafting. And that's what I'm in the mood for. But I haven't yeah. played anything like this all year. I haven't even played Uncharted 4. Oh. I know, sorry. No, no, that's that's... That's not well. That is kind of me saying you should play it, but if you, when you do get round to it, just kind of, if the more immersed you can get, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm biased. I, I love not only that game but the series in general. Mm. But that was, that was a game where I got to the end of it and I just thought, wow. Partly because it was an amazing game, partly because the developers have what I'm going to now term in a not very funny joke for the listeners, pulling a Nico Rosberg, have decided to just stop. And say, look, we've done what we wanted to do. Mm. So yeah, have, like, have you uh, have you played the previous games? I have, yes. Yeah, you get yeah. 
4 needs to be in your PS4 yeah, at some point. It's, it's, if we were if we were near each other, I'd lend you my copy, to be honest. Like, a friend keeps promising to lend me. Ollie, if you're listening, which you better be, I want that Uncharted 4 and you're coming round in a fortnight, so bring it with you. Yeah, it's it's one of the... Uh, yeah, I... Yeah, that, yeah, that made me think, oh my God, where... Where I can't believe where games have got. So, do I need to have like a bucket of sand and throw it in my eyes and stuff at the appropriate points? Is that what? You... Yeah, it gets to the point where you think this game looks is it looks prettier than real life. Like if you looked, if you had like your screen on one side and a window on the other, you'd just be like, you know, I'd rather be in the world of Uncharted than the real world because the real world is just grey and boring. Whereas um, it's currently Tomb Raider at the moment, but for a while I had just a screenshot I'd taken from Uncharted Four as my background picture. And it, you almost can't tell it's a game. Mm. And is, like, if anything, the only reason you can tell is because it's too vibrant. <laughs> and is that part of the problem? The world is grey and boring, and a lot of games are grey and brown. And yeah, you know, well, Battlefield I, One has done quite well, and that's gone back yes. to World War One. Whereas you know, COD's going more further and further into the future. Yes, and people are just like, oh, so what? I think. Well, I think it's partly because not to get into a debate about military history. That because World War One is functionally different mm. to a lot of wars, like it's gonna, it's going to stand out a bit. Yeah, and but it seems to be everybody's been getting further and further away from that point. And Battlefield's just gone. Oh look, we can do this excellently. Right, so let's wait for Battlefield Crimean War. Yeah. <laughs> I would play that to be honest. I know you would. <laughs> yeah, but no, it, it just reminded me. Funny thing you were saying about next gen games being like all brown I remember there, there was a joke I think it was in Uncharted 3 where um, when you finished the game there were different filters you could unlock and one of them was a next gen filter and it just made everything like brown <laughs> because at that at that point when that game had come out I think next gen was kind of just coming and like all kind of next gen games just looked dark yeah. <laughs> looked moody oh. very edgy mm. yeah <laughs> Whereas I like neon and and stuff, yes. so get more of that for me. More blue skies in games. Back to the heady days of Sega in the nineties, and and stuff like Thumper, which might be brooding and dark, but it is neon and different and exciting. Yes, and that makes me very anxious as well. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Just just remember, like game developers, that gamers are much like small children. Just give us bright things. Give us shiny things. <laughs> Uh, don't make things that jump out at you. <laughs> yeah, just, just just make a cotton wool simulator. <laughs> no, but some people, I, my, some people I know hate the sound no, and feel I of cotton do. wool. I do. So I can't I think... touch cotton wool balls. If you... oh, oh no! no I, just the thought when, of it. I have no problem with it. Although, if someone makes polystyrene simulator, I'm not going anywhere near it. <laughs> that's what. That's almost the downside of me for Christmas. As if there's like a big box. I'm like, that's got polystyrene in it. I'm someone going. Someone's going to have to deal with this situation. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, so that was just those kind of nice topics because I sometimes feel that we neglect talking about a topic because I run out of ideas. Uh, the kind of upside is uh, I'm I'm kind of I'm off. I'll, I'll, I'll be finished for the next kind of month or so, so I'll have a, I'll have a bit more time to kind of work on the podcast so I can kind of make it a bit better for you guys. And I'm just checking the calendar, and the exciting thing is is that in da, 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 three weeks time. Uh, this podcast will come out on Christmas Day. Oh, how lovely! Because Christmas Day falls on a Sunday, so that'll be fun. Um, you won't. You so won't move be on against mine because we're taking a break for Christmas. That's that, that's that's <laughs> understandable. Given that you are, like you said, given that you are doing like twenty-five episodes, 
for, for, for December. Yeah, we're, mm. we're, part, part, we're fitting social yeah. anxiety in between Christmas and New Year. <laughs> oh, how how fitting! Yeah, um, but the, w- but the, the upside of AAA games not selling. Sorry, just to round off um, no. the topic, is if anybody wants to buy me them all whilst they're cheap, please feel free yeah. to do so. I'll be more than happy. Ditto. And keep an eye out on um, on the stores because there's a lot of sales going on, so you can grab a bargain. <sighs> I would, but my PlayStation Network's still broken. Well, if anyone cares, I worked out what the problem is. Hooray! No, um, what's the problem? I care. Sony has uh, blocked the university's IP address because they realised it was a public IP address. Mm. I don't know how they didn't realise this, and given that it was working fine last year, uh, which is a bit of a shame. The only, the, I think the only way around it for me would be to buy my own router and like run the internet through the router. Do that then. I'm tempted. I don't think they're very expensive. It's it's more because I don't I don't have PSN. Uh, sorry, PS Plus. So I don't do proper online multiplayer. But it's little things like uh, for PSN to work, uh, No Man's Sky only half works because you can't mm. do the naming of planets of things. You can't like do sending tweets. You can't live stream, which is something I plan to do. So to, if I can find a cheap router, I might just buy one and see if I can get it to work. Don't don't make me coach you into getting a router. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, I, I, I can just—I just got an image of myself hovering, like finger over the buy now button, arms and sweat pouring down my face. Phone propped up against my Robin. I can't do it. <laughs> you can man, just click the button. <laughs> Robin, you're gonna, to, you're gonna have to remote desktop my computer. I can't press it. Fine. Ah, oh, what's this you've got hidden away in these folders? <laughs> oh, don't look in that folder. Don't look in the folder that's called innocuous stuff. <laughs> Definitely not pornography. <laughs> just label it just be honest with you Paul no one's going to look if they know yeah reverse reverse <laughs> psychology this is definite before anyone gets an I- any ideas I'm joking there's nothing like that on my computer no, don't remote into mine <laughs> Jesus I won't anyway anyway moving swiftly on we don't really have any community questions you, but I'm bringing this you've got I'm one bringing this here up. look yeah I'm one. bringing this up because this is not a question and I'm, curi- I'm curious to the context this was put in because I sent a tweet out being like just kind of the standard if anyone's got any questions please send us in and our lovely listener Wendell simply asked why are you so amazing that's a very big question and I don't know if that's directed at me or the podcast generally if that's directed at me he's had a bit of a change of heart given that he once asked Dapper how she can tolerate me, which we still have got an answer for, because Dapper keeps disappearing. But yeah, so Wendell, while you're being a bit of a turncoat, why am I, let, let's start with why the podcast is so amazing. Um, we're consistent. You get excellent unlike, guests. We get excellent guests that sometimes make me turn into a puddle of goo. Um, we, uh, we like to stay topical. We... I like to think that the people we get on, we have a good rapport with them. Uh, I have a very sexy voice, especially to international listeners. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's fine. No. Um, uh, do you know what? Do you know what I think what? it is? It's that you're not arseholes. You're not afraid to speak your minds about topics. Like, mm. um, you know, like it was a while ago now, we were talking about stupid armour for women in games. And you yes. weren't being particularly... You were like, look, we're going to be PC about this. We're going to say this because yeah. a certain element of society thinks this. Like, we've got opinions, mm. and that's what we think they are. So Yeah, that was, that was very much, although, like, I am, in retrospect, I'm very, very happy that just by chance we had a balance of two men and two women. Mm. 
Because as open-minded as you can be with that, I think if it had just been two guys going, this is really bad, like, <laughs> yeah, it, would have, it would have right. seemed a bit just heavy-handed. Like, mm. So yeah, like, yeah, we're not going to shy away from controversial topics. We're still going to be like, we're not going to say things that are obviously offensive because that's, 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 that's not fair, that's not correct. But we're, not, we're, we're, we're happy to go there, as it were. Go on, say something offensive. <laughs> Be- People big with beards. <laughs> oh, oh, careful now. <laughs> oh, too scruffy and should go to the barbers. You get some very nice, neatly trimmed beards, though. Not mine. This is just uh, this is just me projecting because I can't grow a beard. Oh, we'll we'll <laughs> yeah. get you a lovely big marker pen for Christmas. Oh, okay. But let's 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 have a self-indulgent moment, uh, Robin. Why are you personally so amazing? Well, you know, I'm just I'm just me doing my thing. Um, yeah, fiddling with people's brains so that I'm so glad you said brains. Yeah. <laughs> well, chance would be a fine thing. Um, <laughs> fiddling with people's brains. We, you know, we turn shy people into superheroes here at Coaching for Geeks, and the results that we get just. Uh, phenomenal mm. people starting businesses people going from being shy and not looking after their health to being in control and getting a partner and, and doing all kinds of things with their lives and it's just all I've done is yeah. learn a bunch of things through my own experience and through studying and yeah. I'm proof that anyone can go from being uh, a drug fueled dropout to having their own successful business that's making yep. a difference to people's lives. So that's why I'm amazing. Yeah. And to be honest, every single time I speak to you, and this is something I should have done in retrospect, I think, oh, if ever I have a problem, I should always talk to Robin. Yeah, happy to. And I, and I never do. I always end up just talking to people that probably don't particularly want to deal with all my stuff when I've got Robin on my metaphorical doorstep. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, cue you get so Robin, many cue Robin scrambling. Cue Robin scrambling to make his Twitter private so I can't contact him. <laughs> No, everyone gets a few freebies, and after that, let's get some. Okay, you know what? <laughs> and then I get a bailiff yeah. round. Oh, they're going to break your legs. Ah, <laughs> well, that's not going to do as much damage as you think. They're just going to take your legs and mount them. <laughs> mount them above the fire, do a like a stack. Them, like put sticks oh, in God. them. Like, da, 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 da. Do like a can yeah. can, but not with your own legs. Oh my god, you could go on Britain's Got Talent, and we could like separate you from your legs, and your legs could be doing the can can, and then you kind of take off, and your legs are still going. <laughs> oh, that would always be so tempting. And the funny thing is, listeners, you won't know this because I never got around to releasing it. But the last time we suggested something to Robin, he actually made a video and sent it to us. <laughs> yeah, I've still got that somewhere. It's on my YouTube. Oh, I didn't know you uploaded it because we we didn't because I kind of forgot and I couldn't. I this was early on and I was still trying to grapple with how to sort things out. But yeah, if I if I find the time, I will I will post that up. Oh, that was that that was the geese based yes based the geese dancing singing game. dancing game. That Rena came oh up god, with. yes, back, oh honk, wow! Honk if you want to bypass, want to go faster. <laughs> I don't always honk if you want to go That's faster, it. but. I, <laughs> But yeah, it's just a lovely video of Robin dancing in a corner shop. I rolled the dice. It, it demanded that I did a dance, and I got some meat as a result. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a salami. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I still go to that um, shop. Oh, see, so I'm been banned then. <laughs> no, they they welcome it as long as I'm spending money. They don't care. You can do anything in there. Fair enough. 
Uh, and then, I don't know, why am I so amazing? Oh, Let's have a list. Well. I want at least 20 things. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Fine. Um, I'm, I'm resilient. I'm independent. I'm a half-decent writer. I can hold a com- I can hold a relatively sensible sounding conversation about a variety of topics. Can we have fewer caveats in these things? <laughs> there weren't any caveats in many of those. <laughs> but no. One more, not... five more. No, because I sound like a self indulgent arse. No, you don't. Five more. You just said earlier how this podcast is not full of arseholes. If I spend five minutes going, here's all of these rings I'm really good but at. If you, if you spend a minute on each one, then yeah, you're going to sound like an arsehole. But come on, list. List time. No, I don't know. If anything, I think I have more character flaws than character advantages. Oh, so modest. That's a good one. I have I have skinny legs that many women would dream of. <laughs> Mainly because the muscles aren't used. It's not a choice. <laughs> Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, see, but as listeners will know, I'm the sort of person that can throw coffee over themselves and get scared by toasters. I'm really not a. Uh, you you, you should, I think we, we need... should definitely have a conversation about your self belief sometime. Yeah, definitely off air though. I think no, this we're, not... gonna bro- we're gonna live cast it. <laughs> live cast. <laughs> Oh dear. But before we get pulled and yet another tangent, um, I think we'll kind of wrap things up for this week. Uh, just remember that if you want to get in touch with the podcast, tell us what you think of Robin, what you think of the podcast generally. Answer the question of why the podcast and why we're so amazing. Uh, you can tweet us at GWBpod on Twitter. Uh, you can email us at GWBpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Discord where you can come and chat with us all. We're also on Snapchat at GWBteam35. It doesn't get as much love as, as we'd like to hope, but where well I, i'm terrible at snapchat uh you can find me personally on twitter at another gmg blog uh don't find me on psn because it's broken uh you can find my blog at nickpjgames25.wordpress.com also look for my name on the games journalism site game skinny you will find my article about disabled protagonists i believe it's got the very pretentious title uh disabled protagonists where art thou or where are you <laughs> one of the two uh, the, you can find the ever present, ever absent, I should say, Dapper. Uh, just Google Dapper Paperbag, you'll find her. Robin, where can people find you and your work and your podcast? Well, I'm quite active on Twitter uh, at Life Coach L O N D. Podcast is on the iTunes, uh, Google Bootcamp Your Life. Uh, we'll stick some links in your show notes. Cheers, yep. Nick. And coachingforgeeks.com is the website. You can email me, robin, at coachingforgeeks.com. If you want to do an online course, then coachingforgeeks.thinkific.com. Um, send Nick your questions um, so he's got something to answer. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did comment on this last week, but every time I send a tweet, I have a question. Loads of people like and retweet the tweet, but don't actually answer it. I'll, I'll, I'll find all of you, and I will make you oh. give him a question. Jesus, it's like Taken. <laughs> I will find you. I have a very particular set of skills and I will make you send questions to this niche podcast. Good, oh, I think that's a nice dear. way to wrap up. I think that's a nice point to end on, a nice threatening <laughs> point to end. Uh, thank you very much uh, to everyone listeners. Thank you very much for Robin for coming Cheers, on. Cheers, Nick. Uh, we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye.